What did you think of the pilot when you saw it? I was like, this doesn't really seem like that great a show, but you, hey. were, you were hyping it up so much that I was like, all right, well, if it, it turns out to be good, I'll give it a Look, chance. The pilot was better than most of the episodes are. And also, when the show first released its trailer a couple years back, it seemed like it was going to be playing off the Haunting of Hill House vibes. Well, yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was going to be a more mature show than it ended up being. Oh, yeah. No, but that's because the, first off, the comic books are a lot darker. I learned that Netflix, really, when they got the rights for this, made it just so young adulterish. <laughs> well, what they did was they made it the next, like, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is geared towards kids and right. has some dark elements, but mostly it's like uh, the dialogue is very cringy. Right. A lot of the time because it's just incorporating things that older people think kids will like. Unlike Umbrella Academy, where you've seen that show sort of take off, expand. It's also based on comic books. And it was able to not go completely dark, not invincible dark, but still uh, toe the line where it had good writing. And again, I really just didn't like eventually when I finished the first season, how much it was built toward this is the next haunting. This is going to be scary. This well, is going to be you cool. mentioning that because the episode that you watched was ran by people who wrote Haunting at Hill House. Well, I haven't really talked about this episode yet. The first episode of the second season is called Premiere, right? The yeah, Premiere. The Premiere. So to understand the gist of the show, you've got this family. They move into this house. They call it Key House, but I like to refer to it as a manor or a castle because it's huge. It's in the middle of nowhere. The youngest kid, Bodie, the most uh, imaginative of the group... Uh, he has, like, his brother and sister are both, like, 16, 17 years old yeah, at Tyler this point. Tyler and Kinsey. Yes. So he's, like, exploring the house. He starts talking to this lady in a well that no one believes is there, but her name is Dodge, and she ends up being the villain of the series. Uh, anyways, they also find all these keys, and the, all the keys have special abilities, and they're magic, and they basically work like a superpower where some of them can transport you anywhere you want to go or unlock your mind and you can just jump in there. Or Is that when they have the like keyholes in the back of your yes. neck or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they also have one under your chin where it can change your face to look like something else. Um, but the, the mind one's really interesting because I'm wondering if you like throw a cell phone in there, if that means you'll be connected to the Internet. Because you can throw a book in there and then you know the whole book. So you can, like, memorize it, like, word, line from line? Yes, they have a scene in the first episode here, too, where um, they literally just toss in whatever her summer assignment was, um, Tyler's girlfriend, and then he basically is like, yeah, now you can go out and party with me. <laughs> so it's like... And everybody's aware like of the hack. keys. It's not just, it's not just the um, Locke family, except for the mom, because once you turn 18, this is very important, just like the Tooth Fairy movie, once you turn 18, you forget about the magic unless you have a tattoo of the key on your body or a burn symbol of it See, on your you body. you said the Tooth Fairy thing. It reminded me a little bit, I didn't watch the episode, but I read about it, about like the Polar Express where once you stop believing, you can't hear the bell anymore ring. Yeah, whatever. it's more like the Tooth Fairy because in this episode, Tyler's girlfriend is turning 18 in three weeks. And so then she starts to, it's, it's, she's having Alzheimer's. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> she remembers and sometimes she forgets. And so it's going to become a bigger issue. And then Tyler's going to turn 18 in like three months. So they're going to have to figure out about how they can keep it. Because at the beginning of the first season, I remember there was like a group uh, that uh, the Locke family's dad who got murdered was a part of where they had also known about the keys. And um, some so, of like, them, everyone, some is of it them, the town that knows about the keys, or is it just like, well, the kids people. at this point know about the keys, but in the past, the dad and his brother and like a bunch of his friends, 
uh, they found the keys as well. And some of them like burned the symbol onto themselves or something. So like at the beginning of the first season, I remember someone lit their house on fire with a fire key because they had to destroy like the evidence or something mm -hmm. like that. But they were aware of it and they were older than 18. So that's the only way you can do it. But they haven't figured that out yet. And so their mom, every time they see she sees something weird, like there's a super strength key. And so the kid's like carrying around a giant sofa in this episode. And she's like, what the hell is happening? She looks away and then she's like, oh, hey, hey, Bodie. <laughs> so, I mean, like with all that. She also on, sees a murder happen. But yeah, go ahead. What? She sees a murder happen with one of the keys? Uh, sort of because, okay, so the villains, the, the, the part of the show that is very confusing is there's a lot of lore in it. Mm. So in this episode, we get a backflash to 1776 and we get a bunch of red coats there or that three red coats and they're exploring the cave that has the magical like Disney vault where like once you open the vault, things shoot out at you and they're like little devil creatures that they're demons. Basically, they hit you. They're pieces of lead mm. and then they take over your brain and they possess you. And that's what basically Dodge was. Um, is she's one of those pieces right. but at the last the last season dodge flipped her face of one of the other people so that they thought they had caught her they threw her back into that vault right right and then Bodhi figures out that it was actually someone else that she had switched and that dodge is still alive and it's actually gabe which is kinsey's boyfriend who is still dodge is and then someone else got hit with a different lead piece and so dodge or gabe and that other person whose name is eden um, are working together kind of evilly and they've created a new key in this last episode they picked up a piece of lead and they made the death key i think or something yeah well I, I, there's supposed to be more keys this season because like i said originally in the first season there was 12 but in the actual comic books there's way more and dodge is the main villain in the comic books as well what do you think of the first scene because a lot of people no matter what they thought about the episode for some reason really enjoyed it that okay part. so yeah first of all it's kimi from lost so mm, yeah. he's been in a ton of stuff, but he's going to be a bigger character, I'm, I'm sure. Like, he still survived. Otherwise, they wouldn't have cast yeah. someone in his role like that. But it's a bunch of red coats, like these three that go down into the vault, and then they discover it. One of them gets possessed, but that's when the rebels or the uh, Americans come in, and they shoot him up, and then one flies backwards. And then Kimi realizes that's his only chance to get out alive, so he willingly gets possessed by one, and that's where we leave it. So I don't know why that would be everybody's huh, favorite scene well, yeah but it was it, it, just just an interesting way to start off the series for season two now to talk about the actual episode here we are good few months later after everything that tra transpired in the first season kinsey and the evil person are still dating and gabe is still going around pretending to be just a normal high schooler i don't know why the villain is doing this other than the fact that they're just like attached to the lock kids for some reason right but Eden is also like acting out like she's like, you know, in like vampire shows and stuff like that, where one gets bit and the new one is always like chaotic and crazy right, yeah, and wants to just doesn't care about the consequences. Can, That's yeah. basically what Eden is. Also, Eden looks very different than she did in the first season. She got a haircut. And so she's just like, I don't know if it's part of her character or just the actress herself just decided, OK, well, I'm just going to try to step up because she was supposed to be like the it girl in the first season. But now she's like. I'm just going to play evil. What's it one of those and, things where like she was young and then like she got older as the seasons changed? Well, I think it also had to do with the hair because it kind of messed me up because I don't remember the show too well. So I remember the sister was blonde and now she's brunette and Eden was brunette and now she's blonde. So they flipped them and I was like, wait, wait, wait. I have to go back and make sure the sister isn't the one that I'm watching Is right that now. supposed <laughs> to be almost like a, is there any change in their character? I know you said that. Yeah, I mean, Eden's completely different. She's just completely evil now. She murders someone at the movie they're making and then when Gabe slash 
Dodge figures that out, they, they end up having to shuffle the body out last second. And that's when the mom actually walks in and sees that happen. And then she really, really tries to remember and then she just can't. <laughs> so it's just, so it's almost like the Doctor Who villains in that one like episode where whenever they see the monsters, even if they try to remember what they look like or anything, they cannot do it. Yeah. So there are certain aspects of the show that I really do enjoy. Like the keys themselves have really cool powers. And I do it like imagination wise as a kid, that would have been really fun to see and explore. And if I had my hands on one of them like it would just be awesome to just travel anywhere at the at your women and fancy but things that i don't like for instance is like i don't understand some of the character decisions for instance yeah you're not the only one kinsey last year she ended the series she's supposed to be a heroine she's supposed to be one of the heroes and she's supposed to be smart she asked both her love interests one of them being gabe slash dodge and the other one being scott if they both wanted to be in relationships together, like all, all three of them, like she wanted to date them both. Like, like, at, like at the she said, time. but she said it seriously. <laughs> and Scott's like, no way. That's not really cool. And, and that made sense. Why, why is our main character propo- propositioning in high school <laughs> to be in like a three person? It just, it didn't make any well, sense. And it kind of made me dislike the character because it's like, you clearly don't like either of them enough if you're willing to date them both. One thing that a lot of people said was that Bodhi, who is the youngest character out of all of them, is probably the smartest out of like the whole entire He does show. make the smartest decisions. And, and yeah. some people got kind of like mad by that because they're like, he's the youngest person. Why aren't the two other people making uh, Tyler? Like, yeah, well, better. Tyler's supposed to be like the classic kind of like he's not trying too hard to be in school. Now he's probably stepped up his game. Like by the end of last season, he was definitely trying to make better decisions. <laughs> but when Bodhi literally gave him the warning, she, he's like, I think that Dodge switched her face and that she wasn't actually Dodge who you slipped in there. They showed at the beginning of this season when they did the recap that Tyler was like, no, it's absolutely her. Like, she, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's kind of like this almost divisive thing where it's like some people are like, yeah, the character should be making better decisions. And it's for that reason why I kind of stopped watching the show. And then there's other people who are like, yeah, well, once you get over that fact, the show is actually good. Like, that's part of the reasons why I want to keep watching, because it's one of these things where the characters are almost kind of supposed to be a little dumb and like not making the correct decisions all the time. There's a lot of time wasted, though, between characters characters making dumb conversation about stuff that you don't care about like i don't really care about the uncle right now and that's the uncle is played by a by someone who's in killjoys and x-men and i enjoy like watching him normally he's usually a really interesting character but in this he's really unhelpful like he could be the character that remembers or the only adult who knows what's going on but instead they've like unlocked his memories one time and that was it and then, like, since then, he's 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 getting married. Good for him. But, like, <laughs> other than that, maybe his character is stronger in the comics. But, like, in this... Oh, well, yeah. I mean... Uh, I think it's probably just... See, see it's another show I compared this to, a show that could went the kid route but also did a great job with it because the writing didn't suffer too much, yeah. was the Lemony Snicket show. Series uh, of Unfortunate Events. events yeah. So, like, they had villains and dumb dumb adults a lot of dumb adults right, yeah but it was still funny like and they made it work well does it seem like this is doing the same thing because you're saying you're not really caring about the uncle do you really care about the mom that much either is are the only people who care about the kids like okay so let's talk about the premiere a little bit because i'll get to the mom story okay in the first season kinsey moves there with her family and she meets scott who works at the ice cream parlor and is obsessed with making movies. And that's usually a nerdy thing, but apparently he gets a couple people to help him with it. And they're making this project where it's just this bloody splatter gore. It's really poorly made, right? He's just trying to become the next Stanley Kubrick or something. It's a lobster, right? That's the monster. It's still a lobster now. But this is the thing. Since... They all know about the keys. All the kids in the school basically know about the keys or the ones who are working on this movie. 
they use that for their own advantage, either to like sell finance or something. And so the movie that they actually put on the premiere is is pretty well done. Like they they definitely are able to afford special effects, what do which they you go wouldn't into? have been. So for what? What do you mean? What like, do they what, go into? Well, like how do they get? Do they get like better cameras or whatever? Oh yeah, or? there's good cameras. The special effects with the horror of the plant moving and stuff like that is better. Um, it, it definitely just like above and beyond what they could have been able to accomplish without the keys. Right. And they even have this discussion a little bit later on in the episode between Tyler and his girlfriend when she forgets how they were able to finance it. And she's like, that was amazing. Also, it's kind of unfair because Scott then uses that footage um, to apply for some school in the UK where he is able to get admitted because of how good his well, film is. Well, how is that unfair? I mean, you have the thing to your advantage. I feel like that's okay to use it. Your money, I guess, if you're just fine with, with people using their uh, privilege to get ahead. <laughs> well, they have the keys. I'm just saying, it seems like that's a fun kind of like way to expand upon the keys or whatever. But also the premiere itself is is kind of crazy because it's in this theater. In like a, and the theater from the inside looks exactly like the 13 Reasons Why theater. The one that um, oh, Phil right. and the network yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the interior, that exact set looked like it was used here because the person behind the concession guy, he's literally wearing the same uniform and you just ask them. Maybe it's just that's how theaters are. In well, the- was it very colorful on the inside? Because that's how I remember the 13 years. It was just long. really red. Remember? But let's talk about Carl for a second because he's the concession guy. And th- the minute the mom stands, he's like literally probably right out of high school. And the mom okay. walks up there and he's like, are you in the movie? And then, the oh, mom, God. And, and then Duncan looks and Duncan's the uncle and he's like, looks at her and she's, he's like, you still got it. And then later on, Carl, when Eden walks out there because she's just sick of the movie, she's, she wants to like lash out and be evil and stuff. Right. Yeah. She walks out there and she wants to order a bunch of food for herself. And he's like, you're sure your waist can handle that or something like that. Like, okay. So Carl and, and then, and then Carl's be... like, but, Oh yeah, I can't say that now. <laughs> and so she then starts to kiss him and then she like bites Wait, his so lip she... off and then murders him. <laughs> so like Carl's the dead the, guy as the movie's going on. But this is the crazy thing. So the movie is in the middle part of the movie, right? right? And she gets up for like popcorn and then Gabe sees her leave and he's like, oh shit, she's going to pull something. And so he follows her and then the mom gets up to get napkins. So that's the part you're talking about. Yes. Right. And so they murder him. Or she, she murders him, and then, not the mom, you know who I'm talking about. Right, yeah. So Eden murders him, Gabe sees the consequences, <laughs> pulls her out, the mom walks out right when she's about to get napkins, she sees it, they pull into the corner, this is like within, I don't know, a minute of everything happening. Then she goes to open the door where they were, and they use the key so that they could get the body right, out right. of there. So she opens the door, and the movie's done, and everybody's walking out. So it, the, they, <laughs> She walked out. Just a second earlier to get napkins, the movie was still in. It could not have ended that quickly. And yet everybody was getting up to leave. Had a really quick third act. Wait, no. So the so the Carl was just taken away. like, And then right as they take it away, that's when everyone walks out of the I theater. think it's more important to realize the mom just got up to get napkins. And then suddenly <laughs> the movie's over. Well, it, I- Unless there's a time distortion key that I'm unaware of, like that made no sense to me. So then anyways, Gabe walks out and he, he walks out of a different door because he's like, oh, I was just in the bathroom. And she's like, no, no, you murdered someone. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said she didn't remember. She tried really hard. And then Gabe is like, hey, Kinsey. And then when she gets distracted, that's when she forgets again. So, okay. yeah, that's what, basically so, how it works. All right. So did it seem like they were just doing that so that the audience could, like, kind of be like, oh, they're actually getting things done only to pull a quick one on them? 
No, it just seemed weird, A, the whole movie premise, because in the last season, I was so used to the movie being this cheap thing, I would never expect it to was get a full... Was the movie throughout the season? Like, were they shooting it throughout the season? Yeah, sort of. Definitely. So this was yeah. like, so so they were actually doing something, like, this was kind of supposed to be a big deal a little bit, the premiere? No, because it was like a bunch of friends shooting a movie in high school. It wasn't supposed to get, like, this huge audience like it did at a local theater. So it was just weird how that ended up playing that way. Then they go to an after party, and... Uh, that's when Scott tells uh, Kinsey that he might be leaving. And it's clear that Kinsey still has feelings for Scott, which she probably should because the real person that she's dating is a demon. <laughs> but we also get a little insight as into Gabe because Gabe is played by the guy from American Vandal. He was also in the Mick, I think. But yeah, he, he does a fine job because he's funny, but he plays nothing like the girl version of Dodge. But anyways, your favorite character? No, not my favorite character. He's just, I mean, he's got the chops for it. Yeah. The question about him is I think they're going to try to make him sort of like the Lemony Snicket. Sorry, not Lemony Snicket. Who's the bad guy in Lemony Snicket? The Neil Patrick Harris character? Count Olaf. They're going to turn Dodge into Count Olaf. Count By the end of it, Dodge is going to do something to save the kids. You think so? Yes. It seems like, because Eden right now is like, why the hell are we doing anything? And Dodge clearly has an, a plan. Like, she's still trying to thwart them in some way or do something evil. But at the same time, I feel like she also respects, like, she, at one point, Eden's like, why are you still with Kinsey? Why are you dating? And, and she, Gabe sort of, like, shuffles her off and is like, no, 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 I'm not, not going to talk about this. And it's like, clearly, there's some emotional tie there, which they'll get into later. Also, she's the reason, I think, why their father died, but... Yeah. Do I mean there's there's a couple things. I won't give anything away, but the uh comic book was thirty seven issues. It came out in two thousand eight. And supposedly by the end of this season they will have used all of the source material up. Like oh, great. everything. Great. Uh, and and, <laughs> and only, not only that, they renewed it already for a third season, and not only have they renewed it for a third season, it's already been filmed. This might so, be that's that's impressive. That is a lot like a series of unfortunate events. They did the same exact thing, season two and three back to back. Well the strange thing about it is that season two finale is named Cliffhanger. But yeah. again, they're going to use up all the source material, and that's something that uh kind of Well, I think it'll free them up because unlike most things like with Game of Thrones, once they've used up the source material, the show sucks right right yeah it's not going to do that i think i think because right now they're being held down to certain mm -hmm. well maybe they're not because you said they're already ditching the source material so maybe it even goes further off the rails well i mean people have said it doesn't have a pathway that it absolutely has to follow now yeah some people that are fans Rick doesn't of the have to die <laughs> well some people that are fans of the comic book have said like you know they don't like it because they feel like they are bringing in some storylines too quickly and at different points and and sometimes it does feel very cluttered and also the only thing that i would do be, be doing if i were those kids would be messing around with those keys all the time like we see kenzie use it mostly to get into her own head and like study on a swan boat in the middle of like uh it looks like an apple commercial for like their latest product where you have like the bouncing pop music in the background <laughs> and then like they're in a really classy place and there's the sun view and stuff like that that's basically where her mind is and then at the end scott is infiltrating it he's kind of just like hey you can't <laughs> stop thinking about me but it's not like a scott that you could talk to in in real life like it, it's what your mind would do if you're overthinking someone. so would yeah. you rather that that like there would just be a show about these kids and the keys that they use and more at like a comedic level and kind of ditch the premise that they're going with right now they, they do do a funny thing at the last season where they were, like, trading keys. Like, it was, like, the villain's like, all right, I'll give you this key if you give me that key. <laughs> so exchanges, yeah. But, like, this is supposed to be, like, kind of world building, right? That's what I read from, like, a lot of people. They were like, this show likes to do a lot of just world building. It seems, it, it seems very closed off right now because it's a small town. 
And that's all we've seen for this season. If it wants to world build, it's, it has plenty of room to expand. Okay. Literally, they could open up the door to anywhere, yet we never see that really happen because now the evil vill- villains have the key. But maybe, you know, the cool... Th- I thought about this for just the briefest of seconds. What if they had given the first episode of the season only to the villains? Because we sort of see a bunch of cutscenes with them doing stuff to explain how they were able to melt the lead down of one of the other Smelting, demons right, yeah. into the newest key. But what if they had given them the complete full episode? That would have been interesting because then going into the... But I just want to see them mix it up a little bit more, be a little bit more creative and less cliche with the, with the storylines like the mom needs a date or <laughs> the uncle's getting married. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> well, when you say that you want an episode where they're following the villains, you I thought you said that Dodge was kind of already like a... Uh, Not already, but I'm seeing like the little uh, seeds being planted of where she might eventually have a soul because she's been on earth for so long maybe she eventually feels like she does uh owe something to these kids i don't know so um, so overall though did you like this episode say more than like a average episode in the first season i thought this episode was fine if you know that this show isn't spectacular this show is basically as if you like chilling adventures of sabrina you'll probably really enjoy this but you didn't like chilling adventures of uh, sabrina did you not particularly but that was more to do with what they did with salem (laughs) the cat how they downplayed his character but with this show at least with this episode i was looking at more analytically like what are they trying to do are they trying to just reintroduce us to everybody which they were what are the mysteries that they're trying to hone in on like the mom not being the adults not being able to remember is a big one so once they solve that one i feel like they'll be able to tackle the issue a lot or all the other things a lot easier also something about the keys it's funny with most magic things there's always like a drawback like with lord of the rings if you use the ring too much you become possessed if you in never ending story like if the kid wishes too much he loses his mind or something like that it's always but this doesn't seem like it has any repercussions if you have the key you're able to literally do whatever you want free willy there's there's nothing holding you back so you could live in like so why are they in high school (laughs) why are they literally doing what they're doing they could just push all those books in there into their brains have them like memorize no be the smartest people around flip to wherever but obviously that would make for a crazier world so which one is your favorite key then key key yeah transport or mind they're both super valuable i feel like transport you could literally just go anywhere right not fire fire seems like you just you could just use a lighter (laughs) you don't you don't really need too much with the fire key (laughs) I have read that this season, there's higher stakes. Every review, cast member, and just fans of the show has said, no matter what, season two just does have, like, higher stakes than the first season. Would you agree? I think it's too early for me to be able to decide that off just the first episode. Because in the first episode last season, I think we did learn that the father had died and was murdered. So that seemed pretty serious. And, like, just the unknown quantity was so so much bigger in that first episode of the pilot that I would think that that would have had bigger stakes than what I'm seeing now. But clearly that shifts. Also, Joe Hill, who has worked on the show, has said that he was inspired a lot by like Neil Gaiman's work and kind of the dark, mysterious uh, type of like lore uh, books and TV shows. Yeah, I can see Neil Gaiman. Part. There's a giant rat head that uh, or skeleton head that I thought was like a dinosaur, but the kid knew it was a, was a rat head that they found in their basement. So maybe there's a ginormous key, like you turn it and it <laughs> makes you. everything And big. then um, also... The other murder that they committed was Gabe kills a guy with a shovel. 
Like, there's a guy with a shotgun who's like, get out of my property. And they're like, well, we need your random uh, trailer to do our experiments in. <laughs> and, and then he just walks up there and he slams him with a shovel in the face. And the guy doesn't bother to shoot. So, yeah, that was, that was something else that happened. Also, two teenagers just step out onto your lawn with a shovel and you pull out a shotgun. It just seemed... <laughs> That seems that whole scene just seems ridiculous. The fact that like they would go that far. I mean, I know that Gabe. I don't know why he just like, doesn't do it in his house. Like Gabe's got to have somewhere to live at this point, or like he literally has the transport key. They don't need to be doing the experiment in some random trailer somewhere. Well, one shot that I continually he could go to a lab. Well, I, I, <laughs> I have a question because there's a shot that they continually showed in the trailer where it was like the person. I think it's Gabe. They put the key underneath and then they turn and yeah, then that's the face shift. Yeah, but is that in the first episode? Oh, that was in the last episode. That or, I mean, that was last so season. Just that's continually used. Obviously, because yeah. he needs to switch into Dodge sometimes. And then sometimes, like last season, he played someone else. I forgot who. Lucas, I think, was the name. Also, Dodge gives two reveals in this episode. As Gabe, she says, first, you can't use the face switch shifting key to change into anybody who's real. I'm not sure if I've said that already. But also, she called herself an Echo, which she might have done last year, but I don't remember, which means that she can't die. But I don't know how you can't die if the kids push you back in the vault. Maybe that's why they were pushing well, her back in the vault. Well, they'll be stuck in the vault, right? Yes, but, like, the other one can die. Eating can die, apparently. But So maybe that means that she will. Maybe they open that possibility up so that we know as an audience that she can. Because she threatened at Eden at some point. Gabe like, literally grabs her by the neck and is like, I can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't give anything away. But this season two has gotten better reviews than season one. It's gotten 86% on Rotten Tomatoes in season one. That's a 66%. Uh, therefore, it evens out to a seven point, uh, 76%. 7.4 on IMDb. However, season two, episode one is the lowest rated of the entire series. Which is strange because <laughs> Interesting. season two itself... That's okay scores. Like, I mean, I think it's even a little bit higher than season one is. Um, so I was, I'm really wondering what people didn't like about this episode as like a 7.1 as opposed to... I would have given it a six, but they definitely have, sorry. <laughs> they definitely have the Netflix budget behind it. It's, it's a well made show, you know, it's, the I've shots are beautiful. Really, yeah, I've heard <laughs> it looks really good. Obviously. And they spend a lot of time with like, when they go into someone's head, how they have it aesthetically placed and what it looks like. And I really like that. So like the potential is there. It just needs to focus in on what it wants to be, which is, is it going to be a battle between the lot kids and the thing? If so, why are you telling everybody about the keys? Why are all the friends? Why is the whole teenage community? It's like if Outer Banks, if all of them had a secret, all those kids had a secret that they had superpowers. And it's like, that just, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't yeah, work. Yeah. Everybody would be talking about it. And kids don't get along in some teen series. And in this one, everybody is a theater kid <laughs> and getting along with each other. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, some people have also pointed out that, like, some of the differences in the characters and everything they've undergone doesn't really work that well. Also, there might be a reveal later on because we were introduced to, like, a new character that Scott had met over the summer who was doing their sound editing for them. And they may also be some sort of face shifter. I don't know. But, like, it doesn't feel like we'd be getting any new characters unless they're there for a purpose. For an actual reason, yeah. Yeah, like so maybe that's Kimi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, who would Kimi possibly be who has, like, at some point shifted his face so that he could get it. But again, why would they be going in and becoming teenagers? 
It was a canceled film. Uh, it was supposed to be a trilogy, and it was announced back in 2014 and 2015, I think, with Universal's Pictures, but just after a while, they were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then also, it was uh, there were two canceled pilots. Fox in 2010 ordered a pilot that was well-received, but due to rising costs... No, I remember the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we, I think we've talked about this before. There, I do remember someone specifically from one of the shows that we've already done was cast in that pilot. Right, and that yeah. We, and, that we, and we talked about that at one point. Yeah, and they said that they, like, went... I thought out. that was 10 years ago or something. Yeah, in 2010. 2010. Yeah, they went So you're out. going backwards. You're not going in order of, like... So well, you said the movies yeah. were made five years ago. The Fox pilot was made 10 I mean, years ago. they had ago. a plan to make the films for, for quite a while. And it would then... be quite interesting to see the pilots back-to-back, like, just face-to-face to see how many of the things they used or borrowed from well, each other. Well, yeah, time. definitely. Because in 2017, Hulu, again, ordered a pilot uh, for which the comic was going to be, like, of course, the source material for it. But in March 2018, the show was passed on and then that's when netflix picked up on may 30th and then of course the first season came out february 2020 all right thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye, bye.